Tethered to the bed by the catheter and the oxygen line and the drip, too weak to stretch a hand across and touch her. He finds the pump button with his thumb and presses again. She turns back at the beep, lifts a hand to her mouth, nibbles the skin at the side of her thumb. Anything I can do? Yeah, he says. Come to bed. You and your one-track mind, she says. Then, to his amazement, she slides down off the windowsill and walks over to him. She kicks off her shoes and clears a space between the lines and the tubes and lies down beside him, propped up on one elbow, her face just inches from his. He can see the curve of her breast beneath the velvet, her bare left arm with the wishbone scar, left by the metal pin that held her wrist together where she broke it. Your breath smells like a hundred-year-old turnip, she says. It tastes like one, too. Let's see. She presses her warm, soft, wet mouth against his dry, cracked lips for a long time. It's not so bad, she says softly. Then she whispers, Te Jua. He knows it means I love you, but is it Turkish or Armenian or Albanian? A Spanish tequiero is all he can dredge up in reply. He lets his head drop and presses his face into her neck. He can feel her warmth, the buzz of her blood beneath her skin, but he can't find her scent. The hospital smell is too overpowering. He lets her name rise up his throat and come into his mouth. How long is it since he has said it out loud? Three syllables. Margaret. When he opens his eyes again, she's gone, and so are the roses. There is a vase of anemones on the windowsill now, purples and whites and dark pinks. His daughter is sitting in the uncomfortable orange plastic chair by the bed, reading a book. Lara, what happened to the roses? His voice is a croak. I changed them on Tuesday when I was in with Phil, remember? Desperation. He tries to sit up. What day is it now? How long since Margaret was here? Dad... Lara looks alarmed. Shall I call a nurse? Do you need something? His body concertinas back down onto the pillows, but doesn't fall into place right. It feels like a piece of origami that has been folded badly along the wrong creases. Just some water, he croaks. She holds the glass, the rim cool and hard against his trembling mouth. His beautiful daughter has lavender-coloured circles beneath her sherry-brown eyes, and they are his fault. The poor child has been running around looking after him for how long? Weeks? Months? But his daughter is not a child, he realises with a sudden jolt. She is two years older than Margaret. You should go home now, he tells her. Get some rest. She pulls her chair closer. Dad, I only just got here. I want to spend some time with you. She holds the hand without the cannula in it, 
and tells him about her day. A tangle of words from which he tries to unpick meaning. A woman who hugged her when she delivered a bouquet of flowers. A man who wanted her to tie a 5,000 euro engagement ring around the stem of a white rose. A couple who were getting married in June, but who wanted daffodils and tulips for their wedding. There is a silence, and he finds a question to slip into it and fill it. How's the garden? It's good. It's been hot, so I'm watering it every day. I'll do some weeding at the weekend. Let Michael do it, he said. He's... Her thumb running backwards and forwards over the gold band on her finger for a few seconds. He sees it. He's busy. I can do it myself. Something is wrong with what she's saying.